BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Cutdown day today, Johnny Mack, the first 53. Let's come right to you for first immediate reaction from the Howie Roseman head coach Nick Sirianni press conference, which at the time of this ended just moments ago. Yeah, I guess the biggest news really is not about the roster. It's that this team finally admitted Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback and Jordan Mailata uh, was the starting left tackle. So that was number one. That was good to hear. Obviously, we all knew it. But nonetheless, the fact they hadn't said it to this point was very newsworthy. Uh, But as you get down to the, the initial 53, again, it's not the final 53 and too many people say that there's going to be a lot of movement over the next couple of days. It's going to be on the waiver wire. You're going to have to cut people. If you pick up somebody on the waiver wire, you got to wait 24 hours to put somebody on short-term injured reserve. Tyree Jackson, most notably is going to be put on injured reserve. Uh, They carried him on the 53 man roster. So, Hey, Philadelphia Eagles, Joe Krause, what do they do? They go heavy on the offensive line, heavy on the defensive line. And we talked a lot about these veteran, vested veteran players who you can cut, bring back by week two. You don't have to guarantee their salary. The Eagles went down that route with the Jordan Howards of the world, the Richard Rogers, uh, the Hassan Ridgeways. Don't necessarily think all those guys are gone. They might be brought back for week two. The only difference being, John, the veteran guys like that can they can sign right now with another yes. club if that opportunity is there. Yes. Um, the players release, so these are the bested veterans. They don't have to go through waivers. They can sign with anybody at any time. I mentioned Hassan Ridgeway. Richard Rogers, Jordan Howard, also Andrew Adams, the safety, 
uh, Raven Clark, the offensive tackle, Kayvon Seymour, uh, the cornerback. Those guys were released. Uh, they don't have to go through the waiver process. They can make a deal with anybody they want. As I said, they're not going to be in demand, let's put it that way. I would say the Eagles went very light at running back. They only kept three to start. You could almost guarantee Jordan Howard's going to be back at by week two. Uh, we'll see how they handle it. And then the players waived probably the most notable, Travis Fulgham, I think, from a fan perspective. Maybe even John Hightower, both wide receiver. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside lives to see another day as a Philadelphia Eagle. Takes your game ball that you gave him in training camp, uh, uses it to get, get a, have a nice camp against the Jets in the practices, uh, and he makes the roster. Let's compartmentalize a little bit, uh, Johnny Mac, so we can get a better visual uh, of what all of this means. Uh, let's start with how you just finished. Let's start with the receiving core. So the top three receivers on this roster are set. What's going to happen with receiver four, receiver five, in terms of who they're going to get, who they're going to carry. We know at least right now that the top three receivers, uh, Jalen Hurts' weapons are in place. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was pretty evident by the end of training camp. Obviously, Devontae Smith is who the Eagles are counting on. The first-round pick, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, number 10 overall. A lot of pressure on a rookie player, but he's expected to be the Eagles' top receiver. And then it goes to Jalen Rager, really needs to bounce back from a bad rookie season. And then one of the big surprises in camp, Quez Watkins, who has taken hold of that number three role, so to speak. From there, you have uh, the most consistent receiver on the team but isn't very explosive, Greg Ward, and then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And I will say this, and I put this on Twitter, when it became clear he was going to make the football team. Look, he deserved to make this football team when you look at the work over the summer. He was better than Travis Fulgham. He was better than John Hightower. Now, the problem is the Eagles need to do better than Greg Ward and Jay Jaw as their fourth and fifth receivers. And that's a position you'll have to look at the waiver wire. I would keep an eye on wide receiver in the waiver wire. I don't necessarily think it would come as a surprise to anyone that Travis Fulgham didn't make this roster. I just find it um, in terms of the snapshot of that five-game period, which at one point uh, during that stretch, he was one of the top five re receivers in the league statistically just in that short period and has now fallen completely out of grace and finds, him safe, finds himself today uh, gone off the roster. Yeah, I mean, Krause, he, he played himself off the roster. There's no other way to look at it. He he started this process as a starting receiver. He was penciled in as one of those starting three receivers, and he slowly played himself off of that position and now off of the roster. We'll see if the Eagles want him back for the practice squad uh, or, or he gets through waivers because some people will look at that five-week stretch. But I will say, remember – 
this coaching staff wasn't here for that five-week stretch. So they're not – they're trying to evaluate on what they see. And even if you go back to the prior coaching staff, remember, they benched him because of his practice habits. So they weren't happy with that. So at some point you start to put two and two together and say, you know, people who are counting on Travis Fulgham were probably doing themselves a disservice as a fan, to be honest. Three quarterbacks listed on the uh, 53, the most recent a trade uh, that was made over the weekend. Minshew Manius began uh, yesterday. There's a dynamic there now with Jalen Hurts, of course, as expected, named the starting quarterback. Uh, three quarterbacks in the room. How does it play out? Is 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 what do you think? Did Howie talk about it? Is Flacco now? Are they looking to move Flacco? Is there interest in Joe Flacco? He had a great camp. He did have a great camp, and. <laughs> Nick Sirianni made a little quip about the whole world saw Joe Flacco have a great game against the New York Jets. I think, you know, maybe uh, 10,000 people at MetLife Stadium (laughs) saw it and a couple on TV. So I don't think it was the whole world. But um, they said Gardner's going to start out as the third-string quarterback, and obviously that's the case because he gets here so late, but this is a bigger deal than people realize. I'm going to be honest about this because Gardner Minshew is more proven than Jalen Hurts. Let's be honest. This guy started 20 games in the NFL. Granted, on a bad football team, but he's put up pretty impressive numbers over those 20 starts. And if Jalen Hurts struggles early in the season – Gardner Minshew is going to get an opportunity. I I would say that early, look, Jalen Hurts is the starter. Joe Flacco is the backup. If if Jalen Hurts were to get injured, sprained his ankle, I think Joe Flacco would come in. If it's, if it's a significant injury and it's season ending, then I think they'd move toward Gardner Minshew. That's how I think this sort of trio works in the short term, uh, would the Eagles spin off Joe Blacko? Yeah, they would. They would probably trade him. I don't know if there's any interest in a 36-year-old backup making $3.5 million, though. Now, the positive part of that is a lot of that is a signing bonus. So if a team like Indianapolis, who needs a backup quarterback, Minnesota might need a backup quarterback, they only have to pay about you know, one and a half, 1.7. I don't have the number in front of me. So maybe that makes it a little bit more palatable. Um, Longer term, though, for the Eagles, we know Joe Blacko's here short term. He's here to be the backup either way. One year, and that's probably it. The the longer term issue now becomes Jalen Hurts versus Gardner Minshew. Um, And ultimately, I don't know what's going to happen, Joe, But they're going to give Gardner Minshew a chance to compete uh, for this starting quarterback job at some point. Um, You know, whether we get to 2022 and we start talking about a top 10 draft pick and we start talking about Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell, that's different. But as far as, you know, throwing darts at the dartboard with 
quarterbacks who don't have those top-tier traits you look for, hey, collect them, and maybe you get lucky on one. Maybe you get lucky on Hurts, but maybe you get lucky on Minshew. I think that's the Eagles' plan. John, how did head coach Nick Sirianni deliver the announcement about Jalen? Did he explain it? Did he justify it? Did he just name him the starter? No, he still hasn't named him the starter. He said what I've been saying on Birds 365, football 24-7, everything. Nobody else has taken a first-team rep, so, yeah, he's the starter, you know. But has he officially named Jalen Hurts the starter? He did not say those words. He did not say, but he said you can – uh, essentially, and I don't have the transcript yet. Obviously, I was just listening to it. Essentially, said you can do the math. He's taken on. He's our starter. Um, did he say Jalen Hurts is the starter for Week One against the Atlanta Falcons? No, but he made it very clear that he was the starter Week One against the Atlanta Falcons. He also made it very clear that Jordan Mailata is the starter at left tackle. We've all known this, but. This is essentially confirmation of it. Uh, also want to talk about uh, the running back slot quickly, and then I want to get into the uh, into the offensive line. So Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenny Gainwell right now uh, make up uh, the three running backs that are part of the 53. You think it's possible uh, if Jordan Howard doesn't sign on, um, and he may sign by tomorrow, but should he not? I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> Doesn't matter, no. right? No, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, the Eagles probably won't bring him back to week two. Um, I imagine the Eagles will try to get uh, Jason Huntley on the practice squad. They might elevate him if he's healthy. By the way, he's got to be healthy as well. Remember, you can elevate practice squad players to the game day roster because of the COVID rules. You can do that with two players each week. So maybe they get their week one with Jason Huntley being elevated as that fourth running back, and then they could put him back on the practice squad. And then you sign Jordan Howard uh, for week two and everything is as planned. And that's sort of the juggling that Howie's going to do in the, not only the, the coming days, but in the coming weeks. You said a couple of weeks or a couple of days ago, probably last week, Johnny Mac, um, I asked the question, what do we know about this football team? And you went on to eloquently say uh, that we know they have a top offensive line. We know the front four of the defense uh, is tough. and, And that's what we know. What do we know now that the first 53 are in place. Do we know any more than that? Um, We know what we've always known. We know that um, this team likes to build in the trenches. We've always known that. We've known that since Andrew Reid, and they continue to, to value that probably more than anything else, with the exception of quarterback, obviously, uh, how he was asked about Deshaun Watson. They can't talk about it that much, but um, obviously that's not going to happen. Deshaun doesn't want to be here on top of the legal issues. So right now they've gone in that different direction and said, okay, we have Jalen Hurts. 
Let's bring in Gardner Minshew. So now we have two, as I said, potential darts to throw at the dartboard. Um, and that's how they're going about it short term. And depending on how this season goes, um, they might draft a quarterback early in next year's draft. So, look, anytime you have this kind of uncertainty at the quarterback position, you're, you have an uncertain future. You have an uncertain season. We don't know what we're going to see because we don't know what we have at the quarterback position. And anybody who thinks they know is lying to you. We saw 10 reps in the preseason from a guy who started four games. Now, I get the bravado. I get the fan base saying, we got to trust Jalen Hurts. I got news for you. You, As I said, you just traded for a quarterback who started 20 games and has a 93 passer rating. Granted, on a bad football team, but those numbers are at least competent. So the Eagles are clearly hedging their bets with Jalen Hurts. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and do subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Wall-to-wall coverage of Philadelphia Eagles football. It all begins every day, of course, with Birds 365, Jody Mack and Johnny Mack right here, followed by uh, The Middle from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Aton Shander, Harry Mays, and Barrett Brooks, and then, of course, the National Football Show uh, with Dan Cilio, where Howard Eskin was on with Dan Cilio uh, yesterday, a conversation with Howard about what you just talked about, Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback, conversation about the pressure that Jalen Hurts will be under and head coach Nick Sirianni uh, being under pressure should the team get out of the box in a way uh, that is not acceptable to the fan base. One and five, two and four, whatever the case may be, uh, with Gardner Minshew sitting now uh, on in the quarterback room, and you know how that normally goes in, the, you know, you know how that normally plays out. Yeah, obviously, and how he was asked about that from the chemistry standpoint, especially what they went, just went through uh, with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Now, I think the positive side is that it looks like Jalen Hurts is better equipped uh, to handle that type of thing. Let's be honest. He's got a better personality. He's used to it. He went through it at Alabama. But still, this is not the way – you generally treat your quarterback. I mean, let's be honest about that. It's what happened with Carson Wentz. Now, Jalen Hurts is a little bit different. He doesn't have a $140 million contract. He wasn't the second overall pick in the draft. So it's a little bit more understandable in this certain circumstance, other than you would think the Eagles learned something from last year. So there's two options. One, they didn't learn anything, and they're just obsessed with adding talent to the quarterback room and getting the best third-string quarterback possible. That's one avenue. Or number two, they don't believe in the starting quarterback. What do you think the answer is, one or two? Um, I think it's two. I think it's two. Um, You don't bring in Gardner Minshew if you believe in the starting quarterback. Uh, 
for a couple reasons. One, you already have a veteran backup. You don't need a backup uh, if you believed in the starter. Uh, number two is Nick Sirianni mentioned he, he's people forget where he comes from. Indianapolis. Indianapolis is in the AFC South. Who was also in the AFC South? Jacksonville. He's seen Gardner Minshew up twice, and he mentioned this in the press conference four times over the last two years. He specifically mentioned a game where Minshew started 19 of 20 against the Indianapolis Colts. 19 of 20, Krause. What do we talk about with the accuracy of Jalen Hurts? Read between the lines. John, do you think, and I know we're getting lost in a conversation here, do you think there's still a competition going into? No. Okay, there's no competition for who's starting on September 12th in Atlanta. That's no. been decided. No, that's been decided. It's too late. You're too late in the process to get Gardner Minshew up to speed. I've, I've, I've said, you know, for the longest time, I've said Jalen Hurts has a small path to success in Philadelphia. And the, that path is winning football games. That path is success. If you're successful, nobody's taking you off the field. Nobody is is removing you from the game. However, just ask you know, Alex Singleton, by the way. Once yes, he got on the field, they couldn't get him off. Exactly. That is the path for Jalen Hurts. And by the way, I think he has a similar mindset as Alex Singleton. So that part is a positive. Look, he's going to try to take this small path and do the best he can with it. It's pretty clear by the way the Eagles act, they don't believe in him. And, and again, people are, I'm going to get killed for that. I know. They don't want to hear it. Fans don't want to hear it. Look, don't, I, I always say, don't listen to what a team says. Watch what they do. Watch what they do. If you believe in this quarterback, you're not bringing in Gardner Minshew. If you believe in this quarterback, you're not making calls every week down to Houston to see if Deshaun Watson changed his mind. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel. Cut down day, the first 53. As John mentioned when we first came on, that will change. There will be a lot of moves uh, that will take place between now uh, and when we get up to uh, the 12th when the 2021 season officially kicks off. At least for now, everybody's back on an equal playing field. Everybody's back to ground zero, zero and zero. The preseason is over. The season begins. Did Howie talk about, was he asked about the tight end position specific to Zach Ertz? Is it now safe to say that Zach Ertz will be on the roster uh, for the 2021 season. Did that come up, John? Uh, didn't come up because, yeah, he's on the roster. He's going to be a part of this team. Um, what did come up is Tyree Jackson. The Eagles did carry Tyree Jackson because they didn't want to lose him. Uh, and Nick Sirianni mentioned him at the end of the press conference as a guy who surprised him, obviously making the shift from – uh, quarterback uh, at the University of Buffalo making that quick transition. 
Uh, so the Eagles carried him. They'll eventually put him on injured reserve. Um, and Jack Stoll, an undrafted free agent. So they went heavy at tight end. Uh, they kept four guys because they didn't want to lose Tyree Jackson. Um, no, Zach didn't even get a mention because he's going to be here. Uh, and you're right. Um, that is a drastic change from the end of last season, but that's a change that has been uh, pretty secure from about, you know, three, four weeks ago. So Zach Ertz is a big part of this team now, big part of this offense, and he's going to be here. Johnny Mack, uh, some thoughts. And by the way, real quick, I want to correct myself because I'm looking Nick finally did say after he hemmed and hawed and you can watch, um, you know, nobody else has taken a, a first team rep. He did say at the end, Jalen will be our starter. He's earned that right. So that's the exact quote. On week five or week six, day two, whatever it is. Uh, but the first cut down on the first uh, 53 as the puzzle now starts to get together to, to come together uh, they went into today or they started the week or they ended camp uh, heavy on the depth chart uh, at offensive line uh, they did make one trade today uh, but remained pretty heavy Landon Dickerson for example uh, back at practice or or at practice yesterday uh, for the first time correct well, he was active for the first time. He's been at practice every day working on the side field, uh, but he was on the non-football injury list. So yesterday he was activated, <clears throat> and that was the clear indication that he was going to be on the final 53. Because remember, if you start on the NFI or the PUP list, you're out for six weeks. Um, and the Eagles think he's going to be back before then. So that's the time frame. Uh, you activate him. Obviously, he's a very talented player. I've been telling people for weeks the Eagles could get something for, for Matt Pryor. They didn't get a lot, but they were able uh, to, to go from a seventh-round pick to a sixth-round pick in next year's draft, able to spin him off for something. And they kept 10 offensive linemen. And, you know, the – one of the big surprises in camp was probably Brett Toth, who deserved to make this team, showed great versatility, can play left tackle, uh, started to cross train a guard. So he made this team as sort of the final offensive lineman. Uh, but they're 10 deep on the offensive line, nine deep on the defensive line. That's what this team believes in. Well, they needed they needed to be deep a year ago uh, on the <clears throat> offensive line. They had so many injuries and so many combinations that it, uh, they needed to have some of that depth. They're following that same approach again. Yeah, they always do. I mean, like I said, that goes back to Andy Reid, really, in 1999. So the interesting thing is they're probably, obviously, Tyree Jackson, as I said, will ultimately go to injured reserve. Uh, so that will open up one roster spot. Um, we'll see if they have any other players. Uh, again, I, I would be stunned if they didn't pick up a player or two off waivers. And remember, if that happens, 
You got to make room for him. So Andre somebody Dillard, Andre Dillard going to get I didn't mean to cut you off there, John. Andre Dillard going to get traded? Uh I mean anything is possible, but uh he, it looks like he's going to be here. Remember, it's more difficult once you get that initial 53. It's easier to make these trades. You saw a flurry of trades around the league as you're going down to 53. It's a lot more difficult once you're at 53 to make trades because everybody has sort of made their plan. Now, anything can happen. We saw it with Sam Bradford. That happened 11 days before the start of the regular season. Uh, somebody suffers an injury in practice. Uh, the Eagles would certainly visit that. But they want a lot for Andre Dillard. They could have probably gotten, uh, uh, not probably, definitely gotten a you know, conditional six-round pick. They don't want to give up on him yet. So I, I think it's very unlikely you're going to see an Andre Dillard trade right now. Football 24-7 with John McMullen. Let's wrap it up this way, John. In the context of <clears throat> what you outlined, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. In the spirit of that statement, what do you think we'll see, if anything, over the next week and a half before we get to this official start of the season? As far as the roster goes, you're going to see a ton of movement. You're going to see guys uh, uh, being picked up on waivers, as I said. Um, you're going to see other people cut. I, I mean, a lot of people looked at Marlon uh, Tui Pelotu making this team. That was the one that kind of stuck out and said, okay, from a meritocracy standpoint, <clears throat> he shouldn't be on this team. He probably won't be on this team tomorrow. Um, when they pick up somebody on waivers, he's probably the first guy to go. So I say this every year. I'm going to say it again. Um, people say final 53. It is not the final 53. It is the initial 53. A lot of movement in the coming days and coming weeks, not just the coming days. Football 24-7 with John McMullen right back at it on Birds 365 tomorrow uh, with Jody Mack. Uh, quickly, John, what does it look like for the uh, rest of the week in terms of for the team? What's, what's the schedule look <clears throat> like for the remainder of the week? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Let me pull it up. I've been kind of busy uh, this afternoon. They are practicing uh, tomorrow and Thursday. Um, trying to pull up who's going to, to speak this week. Um, it's not going to be Nick Sirianni. We got Nick today. Jonathan Gannon uh, is going to speak tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, Michael Clay, uh, the special teams coordinator. Um, so the Eagles practice tomorrow and Thursday, Friday through Sunday. Um, it's sort of like a bye week because you have this extra week. Uh, they will be off. Uh, and then Monday, we're in game week, game week mode for week one, Atlanta Falcons. 
Well, our final roster here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel is set for the live post-game show. Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson after every game, and of course, yours truly, John McMullen, uh, who will be reporting on Sunday the 12th from Atlanta, and then each and every game joining in on the live post-game show all across not only the Jacob Media YouTube channel, but of course our big announcement on 6abc.com. And one more big announcement coming about the the live post-game show, and we'll leave that out there uh, for now. It's kind of like we're not going to name the starter, but, it, we're, we're, but we're going to put it out there. But at some <laughs> point, we'll pass on uh, that additional big news. Johnny Mac, great stuff today. Uh, as always, appreciate uh, you jumping on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And, of course, everybody tuning in and watching uh, John McMullen as part of Football 24-7. Thank you so much for being here. On behalf of Johnny Mac, our producer Xander, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.